0: So, has anybody got an angel figure they can show me? Fantastic. This is wonderful. Can you hold it up really high, Abby, so everyone can see? That is wonderful. And Abby told me that the angels can fly. Is that right? Abby, could you show everyone how the angel flies? Isn't that amazing? Has anyone got a Mary figure that they could hold up? Anyone got Mary Falcon, have you got Mary? Have you got, you've got a Mary figure, Alice. That is wonderful. There's a Mary figure. Brilliant. Has anyone got a Joseph figure? Amara, you've got a Joseph figure. That is fantastic. And Joshua, brilliant. So we are going to read our Christmas story now. And I would love you to hold up the right person at the right time. We're reading from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through to the end, if you're following this in a Bible. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother... Mary, hold it up really high, hold it up really high if you've got Mary, fantastic, was pledged to be married to Joseph, hold up Joseph really high, well done, fantastic. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, hold him up, Joseph was her um her husband was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, big moment, an angel of the Lord, fantastic, wonderful angels, appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Joseph, well done, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary, Home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what was what the Lord had said through the prophet: the Virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Emmanuel. When Joseph, any Josephs around? When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Well done. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And let's give a big round of applause to everyone who made figures and held them up at just the right time. Now, kids, there are pens and crayons and all sorts of things dotted around. I would love you to decorate your Mary and Josephs and angels and today yes that's the that's the glue to stick it all together that is wonderful today we are thinking a little bit about names what does your name mean does anyone know their name meaning that they'd be willing to share anyone that was a hand right there in the the middle of the congregation hello hello ben means son of and benjamin means son of the right hand Under of the right hand Benjamin fantastic oh I can spot someone who can share their name meaning are you ready weaving our way through weaving our way through hello can you say your name and then what it means Alice means noble that's a really good name isn't it that's a really good name did you want to share what your name means not sure okay (laughs) anyone else one more oh can you say your name and what it means I was setting myself up for failure here, wasn't it? Uh, uh, one more? Any more? Any more? Amara and eternity beautiful. Eternally beautiful. Amara, that is a fantastic name meaning. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Brogan, and I've got two sisters called Rhiannon and Lydia. And I don't know how much thought my parents put into names. Uh, My sister's got wonderful names. Rhiannon means great queen in Welsh. And uh, Lydia means beautiful one. It's derived from the Greek. Somewhat less glamorously, Brogan means sturdy boots. Uh, (laughs) Not only that, but most of the brogans you'll meet will be female. In fact, sometimes I'm I'm emailing somebody and then they'll meet me in person and they'll say, oh, you're a man. And I'm like, oh, it's lovely to meet you too. Uh, I did not get the... um, the best name out of the three of us. But in the ancient world, when the Bible was written, names were more than a matter of parental preference. They were connected with your identity and purpose. Which is why the two names of Jesus in this passage are so significant. What we see is this, he will be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That's verse 21. And then verse 23, they will uh, call him Emmanuel. So this morning, we're going to think about the two names of Jesus. Now, Jesus is a name that comes from it's a, a, Hebrew, a Greek version of the Hebrew name Yehoshua. And it means this. Actually, does anyone know what it means? Does anyone know what the name Joshua means? Because that's the English does anyone know we do. do you know in your group yeah we think so it means god saves it does mean god saves so Jesus' first name jesus is god saves in february this year uh with beth eight months pregnant with our with our daughter um our car started really playing up um If you want a time to have your car playing up, it is not when your wife is eight months pregnant with your first child. Um, So I took to parking the car on a slope. We lived on a bit of a hill on a slope uh, so that when the car inevitably stopped working, um, I could get it rolling and then fire the engine and it comes back to life. Jobs are good and... One particular morning, I woke up, car wouldn't start. So I do what I normally do, I turn the key in the ignition, I take the electric handbrake off, the car starts rolling down the hill, I fire the engine, but unlike normal, the engine doesn't burst into life. Instead, everything on the dashboard goes black, except from the battery light. And I think, oh dear, this isn't very good. So I put the electric handbrake back on, first error, get out the car, take my foot off the brake, second and third errors, and the car starts rolling away. I had enough electricity to take the handbrake off, but I didn't have enough to put the uh, handbrake back on. And so I was stuck in the car, and what you could say was a bit of a pickle. I had enough electricity to get the handbrake off, but not enough to put it back on again. At which point... I realized I needed saving. There was nothing I could do in that moment to help myself. If I got out the car to fix the battery, the car would roll away. And if I stayed in the car, then I couldn't get out the car to fix the battery. And so I called James and James kindly came round and he took about 10, 15 minutes. He only lived two minutes away. I was a little bit confused as to what was going on. He pulled up next to me and he got two of the largest rocks I have ever seen in my life out of his boots. I said, James, where are you? Where are they from? He said, oh, I've, I've disassembled my rockery. And I'm going to chalk you, you know, chalk your car up. Um, that is a wonderful colouring. Well done. And so James uh, helps me out and In the end, it was all okay. I needed saving. I had got myself into a situation I could not save myself from. Now, when the angels appear to Joseph and they say, you will call him Jesus, which Joseph would have known means God saves because he will save his people from their sins. They did not have in mind uh, mechanically inept blokes in cars, but they did have in mind a situation which humanity is powerless to save ourselves from. We needed someone outside of ourself to bring salvation. And we're told that Jesus will save his people from their sins. Now, innate to the Bible's definition of sin is that it's not just about a good or a bad thing that you do or that you don't do. Sin in the Bible's definition is this question of what does your life orbit? What does your life circle around? And the Bible says, if that thing in the middle of your life is not God, then it's sin. It's sin for our lives to orbit other things. And this is the vision of what Jesus is saving us from. A life that's constantly orbiting and pursuing other things other than God. I don't know what your New Year's resolutions are. One of mine is to spend less time on social media, in particular Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. They are packed, up. everyone's looking at me like, you are young enough to have TikTok. No, I'm not, uh, but I have it anyway. There we go. Um, And one of the things you'll see on all of these platforms is a stream of videos about how to become financially free. How to live the life you've always wanted. How to get healthier or wealthier. One of the phrases is, you've used your five to nine to escape your nine to five. How to live a life where you have done enough on your mental health. You've done the work to make yourself well enough. The scandal of the Christian faith is this, that it flies in the face of contemporary culture. The world says, fix yourself up. And Christianity says, fix your eyes on God who came down. The world says, fix yourself up. Christianity says, fix your eyes on the God who came down. Freedom from sin is not about trying harder. Freedom from sin is being captivated by the beauty and the person of Jesus. So we've seen what we've been saved from and now we're going to see what we're saved to. In the second name of Jesus we learn this. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him the name Emmanuel. The salvation which God offers us in Jesus is not just a salvation from something, but it's a salvation to something. He became God with us in time so that we could be humanity with him for eternity. Because the Bible's definition of salvation is that we get to be with God. I speak to people a lot who are who come in here and they ask me, Hey, am I going to go to heaven? And I say, uh, I say, Oh, tell me more about this heaven. And they say, Oh, well, you know, it's gonna be really, really good. I'm gonna have, like, have a fast car, I'm gonna have loads of money, I'm gonna it's gonna be really, really nice, I'm not gonna have to work anymore, all my favorite people are gonna be there, loads of good food. And I say, Oh, that's a really interesting definition of heaven. It's a nice one, but it's not a biblical one. The Bible's definition of heaven isn't just nice food or good people or freedom from work, although it is all those things. The Bible's vision of heaven is being in the presence of God. Which is why when Jesus comes to save us, he is God come to save us. He is the foretaste of salvation when he comes to us. Because heaven is an eternity in the presence of God. But it's not just an eternal thing. And if you're not a Christian, if you're just checking out faith today, what I want you to hear is this. That God wants you to orient your life around him, not because he needs anything, but because he wants you to know the joy of his presence and his peace He wants you to know his purpose for your life, his wisdom in your work, his kindness in your family. In a moment, we are going to stand together and we're going to sing Silent Nights. And we're going to remember that night that Jesus first came down. And what we're going to remember is this, that following Jesus is not about fixing ourselves up, but about fixing our eyes on God who came down. He became God with us in time so that we could be humanity with him in eternity. Let's stand and worship together.